on this week's episode of the Superhero Hour Hour. Will the fourth episode of The Boys be the best one? Who is the best supporting actor of the new year? And is Jesus and Tulip the team-up just what the doctor ordered? Find out on this episode of Superhero Hour Hour. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is Ryan. And then you're done. Right, and then and then you with your introductions. You were late today to get to the studio. Yep. You uh, like it was hard to drag you in here. You had to be dragged. Yeah. Um, you dress worse than I've ever seen. You're wearing a brown suit instead of your classic gray. What's the point? And is this because? And I'm not going to take this personally. I I know your feelings for me are very strong and very loving. But um, is the fact that Mike and Greg are both gone is that fucking with you? <sighs> it's it's the fact that we listen. You and I have done shows just the two of us before. But that's when we wanted to. I feel like you don't want to anymore. I, I didn't want to to begin with. Uh, I'm going to be honest. But it's every never, time they come out, it's never been great. good for me. It's ne- I, I mean, yeah, sure, but like, what if this is the one that it doesn't, and then I did a thing that I don't like just for nothing? But what if you did a bad show with Mike and Greg? Are you saying that's impossible? Yeah. Because have they're you, Mike and Greg? Have you met Mike and Greg? If, you, if, if it feels like that Mike and Greg are the mom and the dad, and now they're gone, yeah. who are you left with? Uh, I don't know, like a like a, a piece of shit that's on my shoe that I stepped in outside and brought into the house accidentally, and everyone's yelling, and they're like, "We don't want this in here. Get it out." So the premise is that uh, your parents moved away, or you yeah. moved away from your parents, right. and now your roommate is something, not something, a piece of shit yeah. that you scraped off your shoe, and now the two of you go on adventures, and I am the piece of shit, or am I Taylor? Uh, uh, ooh, that's a pretty heady question. I've mm-hmm. never been asked that before. Um, I'm gonna say no, you're not, because I'm me. And I know that. But, I mean, you could also be me. That that I'm not going to rule out. But I know that I'm me. So uh, we'll leave that on the, on the ground. But, yes, you are a piece of shit. And well, we couple don't have this together. One, would there be any... To he- could you hear anything more devastating than uh, you are actually not you and I'm you? Um, I, I don't know about devastating. Confusing, certainly. It, it, it is weird. I don't even understand the question. And two, uh, what produced the shit that was on your show? Well, I... I don't know. I'm not a shit expert. I'm not. A, I'm not. Well, a you sh- can call a shit expert. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a shitologist. Go Google shitologist, and there's somebody to help you out with that. I'm gonna Google shitologist right now and find out what what comes up because there's no way that it's what I want. Is there a what's it called you and me twenty three, you and D twenty three? That's what are come on, buddy. You know, that thing where you like send spit in and you find out like that you're uh, Swedish. 23 and me. 23 and me, thank you. Is there uh, You one... tried to do a whole like you me and Dupree situation with it? Okay, yes. Look, that's my go-to whenever I'm in a situation. Is there one for poop? Uh I well I think yeah, like a, a stool sample expert, like a, a bones for poop, if you will, cuz you know, she had 
the titular bones mm-hmm. that she was a specialist of. I'm sure there's someone who's like, it's like, oh yeah, I'll dig through this this shit, and it turns out that your victim was a Pomeranian who murdered his best friend. The weird thing about those experts on those shows is that no matter what, no matter what they find, no matter what the situation is, they're going in for a taste. You know, it's not a big one, but a, a little something's going on their fingers, and that's going on their tongue. Oh yeah, it, 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 does bones lick bones? Uh, I do not think that she ever licks bones in the show. I, I'm not certain. There's like 13 or 14 seasons, and I haven't seen all of them. I'm not a diehard boner. Uh, but I do know that she does uh, manipulate the bones a lot with her hands, and she touches a lot of dead corpses with her bare hands, and that's, it's just not fun. It's not a good time. Because of this rule that you have to put a little bit on your tongue, Yeah. Uh, would you be a cocologist? Uh, I no. I think I'd be just be the prime colleagueist. The prime. You want to put prime on your tongue? Yeah, I'm. I'm the prime colleagueist, not the co-colleagueist. Uh. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I did it. I C O dash. I tried to meet you halfway and do a you joke, and then. But I've been trained to hate those. Well, yeah, because everyone. Because you're my them. daddy of this show. Ooh, call me daddy some more. I thought the worst thing that you were gonna say when I did the whole mommy and daddy thing was that I was like a dirty cousin. No, I didn't even think that it could go so far as feces. Yeah. I'm fecal matter. You're just a, you're just a little turd. A little, but I mean, hey, was fecal matters? Was that the show with Urkel? <laughs> yeah, I think he's like, did I do that? And he's just poop. Just pointed at a thing of poop. Speaking of a thing of poop, we're talking about the boys later. But before we get to that, let's give away some shushies. Now we're here in the Super Series Shishi Bullpen. This is part of the show we kick back and have some fun with some saggies. That's what I call segments. Greg isn't here to fill me in on that one. I find your calling of segment saggies trite at best. That's, you know what? That's what, that's what they call me. King Triton. Do you want me to be Greg? Do you want me to be more Greg? No. You could... Taylor, I love you. <laughs> that's a pretty, that's a pretty good Greg. Okay, you need to stop because this is, this is hurting. Even more, you're, I have an open wound, and you're just ripping it apart. Have you ever you're thought about just the fact that your hand you're in the hands. Lucy to Greg's Desi Arnaz? <laughs> you're all every time you're on the show, it's because you whined so much that Greg let you on the show. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, why am I here then? Answer I, me that. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, that, I don't know either. But you know what? We're here in this segment for what? We're giving away some shishies. Those are our very prestigious awards, and this week we're giving away best supporting actor. Okay, so this isn't fun then. This is like this is where the serious awards. This begin. is we've uh, listen. I know we've been saying for a couple of weeks that the, the serious, very that serious awards. We're, we're coming just up. Bullshitting. Now we're at the serious awards. This, this is the is serious it. awards. So this is best supporting actor, Ryan. Now Taylor Webster's defined supporting actor as a boy who acts less than other boys. Yes. Would you agree correct. with that definition? I, I believe so. Yes, that's a that's a correct definition. When there's confusion over uh, supporting or lead, what do you go to? Like, do you time seconds on screen? Uh, I I think it depends on how integral to the plot are they. Like, if they are, if, if the movie's about them, they're probably lead. If the movie is about a different person and not them, probably supporting. What if the movie takes place in New York City? Uh, the, then there's always going to be... There could be a lot of supporting characters, but New York City's probably going to be the best supporting actor. Would you... I mean, would you think about moving it up to lead? Has a city ever won best actor or best city? Uh, I do not believe so. I think the movie Philadelphia almost got it for Philadelphia. Do you know which cities are best actor or best actress? Like, is Philadelphia... Is that best actor? 
Uh, Philadelphia is definitely best actor. It ends in it's, A. It's a city of brotherly love. Oh, but but the brotherly love. Let us not forget the brotherly love. What's the best female city? Uh, Seattle? Seattle, as I call it? Please, Seattle's got a big old dick hanging up in the air. No, I think it's probably... Uh, hmm, Billings, Montana, actually. Is the best acting female city. Yeah. Have you ever seen her act? Which Portland is a boy and which Portland is a girl? Uh, Portland, Maine. Boy. Portland, Oregon. Girl. Yeah. Because Portland, Maine is going to be the main character, like boys always are. And yes. uh, Portland, ha- uh, Oregon, uh, has an organ, and girls have more organs than boys. That's, that's absolutely correct. I'm glad that we got to the bottom of this. Bill Irwin. Carrie Loudermilk from Legion, uh, Naveed Negabon, Amal Farouk from Legion, Corey Michael Smith, who is Sexy Riddler from Gotham. Oh, Sexy Riddler. Scott Spicer, Overkill from The Tick, and Pip Torrens. What? Hairstar from Preacher are all not nominated. What? Carrie, Amal, Farouk, Edward Nigma, Overkill, and Hairstar. I honestly... Is this chaos? I think Amal Farouk not being on there is probably the biggest for me because he is he might as well be like the like co-lead for a lot of it here's the thing though uh producer dave and i talked about this last week when we did best villain and best villains this weird award where it's like sort of acting sort of character that you're playing yeah this one's all just acting and i don't know if like uh navid negabon had as much to do. Like, were there as many for your consideration moments in this season? Uh, th- I mean, that's fair. But still, that is a that is a heavy hitter list that are not on our nominees list. And then Overkill from The Tick is a little bit one note. But if the note is so oh, great. he's He's got that note. Listen, it's like a steel drum. There's only so many notes you can hit. But, oh, when you hit them, they sound so nice. No matter what, it's a fucking party. It's a party. All right, here's your actual nominees. Your first one is Ian DeCastecker. Which is Leo Fitz from Agents of Shield? Okay, this is, he is great. I do really like him. Do you think he's a legacy though? I think so. I I think this season he was fine and he had some standout moments, but I don't think this was his like standout season. I don't think that he's going to be taking this away. But he's year after year giving us great performances, and he's always enjoyable to watch. That's one of the things about this award, as opposed to actor or actress, where uh, you can be like sort of boring for a couple episodes, you can be gone for a couple episodes. It's really just like a rack of moments yeah. instead of like leading the entire charge. I-, I feel like this nomination is sort of the Meryl Streep nomination. It's like, hey, she, she was here. He just gets it every year, yeah. yeah. Well, what about this one? Then, idiot, Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil, Wilson Fisk. Okay, I... This season's Wilson Fisk, I did not feel was as great as first season's, but that is a a very good Wilson Fisk. Like, I think he is, in a similar way where Colleen Wing is the reason we watch Iron Fist, Mm -hmm. I feel like Wilson Fisk is sort of the reason why you watch Daredevil. I agree, but this is what's hard about TV nominations and, to a lesser extent, music nominations, is people aren't really thinking about the calendar year. They're thinking about your entire stint or your entire discography. Which leads me to my next one, Rahul Cahill, Ravi Chakrabarty for My Zombie. Oof. Now, I, I think this, is, this might be another one where the legacy. He has had, Ravi was some of the best on iZombie. I think this season of iZombie let him down. Also, probably in the Superhero Hour Hour Hall of Fame, if you just go by like uh, minutes that we have just jizzed all over you. Like, this is, this yes. is a fan favorite. No, it's a panelist favorite. Panelist favorite. And he had that moment in the finale where, like, he heard Peyton died. 
Right. And he cried a little bit, but... And that was... Th- I think that was the most heavy lifting in acting he's had to do. He's, he's a good actor. Tim Roseanne. Doc Holliday from Winona Earp. Oh, boy. Also of Shit's Creek fame. Also of Shit's Creek. Ah, uh, this is... Uh, he's really... He, he's, he's done some heavy lifting on Winona Earp, which is not a thing that you expect Winona Earp to do. Uh, he, like, he can do the, the teary-eyed, I can't quit you. He's got that weird accent that he does. I, which is, like, completely fabricated. Like, oh, yeah. That's from no region that has ever existed. No. It's just that Tim Roseanne accent. No one has ever spoken like that. But if you're on Winona Earp, yeah. do it. Why not? Get, give, give him that mustache. I, I think he is currently probably my front runner out of this list. Well, fucking here's the thing, Taylor, because your last nominee is two-time 2019 Shushi winner for uh, Best Villain as Mr. Nobody and Best Sidekick as Danger oh, Boat. Oh, no. It's Alan Tudyk from Doom Patrol. Oh, boy. Okay, so kick Tim Rose onto the curb. This is, this is the front runner, right? You, do you... I think that we have a problem on this show. Like, do you want to continue this two dick like obsession that we have? Here's here's the thing. He's got two dicks, and he does you have don't two dicks, yes. you don't see that in nature that often. And I think when you when you fucking deserve it, you, like you deserve it. And this was a, a show that yes, we ate its asshole out every single night, but I, I think it deserves it. And Alan Tudyk is a very important part of that. His Mister Nobody is a huge portion of the reason why we like that show. And you can't possibly beat the moment where they just zoom out and Alan Tudyk is wearing all Doom Patrol merchandise. He really is. It's just so... He, he dressed like good. me in sixth grade. Not with Doom Patrol, but with other franchises. Yeah. And, and he pulled it off. I did not. And, I mean, I know that he's nominated for Doom Patrol, but he was also Danger Boat, who is also an incredible character. I think the Globes, the Golden Globes may do this sometimes, where if you were in another movie, they'll throw that on your nominee. Yeah. Just, like, put them together. And I nominate that we put these two things together. <sighs> okay. I wish that I would have made that nomination before the voting happened. Well, Tim Rosan, I will say, uh, legally change your name to Tim Thridic, and yep. you might have a chance. The Chronicles of Thridic? I'm going to open this envelope, although I think it's fucking pointless, but here we go. Alan Tudyk from Doom Patrol. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. In the Pop Filter. If you listen to Movie of the Year, he's in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. He's in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. There's no way that he wasn't going to win this award. Does this have to stop, though? No, absolutely not. Listen, it, he had a year. Give him this runaway. Next year, we can have that conversation about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not just give everything to this man. But this year, he, he fucking crushed it. One thing I noticed is, like, I don't know, six months ago or 100 episodes ago, uh, Doom Patrol and Umbrella Academy came out at the same time. And... Uh, we sort of like them equally at st- at the start of it. Are you surprised that Doom Patrol is taking down all these Namis and awards and Umbrella Academy we do not talk about in the shishies? That I feel like we we loved Doom Patrol a little bit more. I also feel like I I really liked Umbrella Academy, but I feel like it was consistently a eight out of ten, mm-hmm. whereas Doom Patrol would give us 15 out of 10 episodes. It was 8 out of 10? It was... <sighs> I, I, I thought for sure, because this is a supporting actor, uh, 5? Was it number 5, the little kid as an old man? Oh, yeah. I thought he was a shoo-in. Did not... I not only too. was he not nominated, not in the other 5 that I mentioned weren't nominated. Yeah, like, uh, 5 was great, and I'm. it's honestly upsetting. I feel like 
There are other panelists voting who did not love Umbrella Academy as much as perhaps you or I did. And I think that is uh, that's putting it in the shitter a little bit. Next time when we do the voting, maybe Alan Tudyk doesn't get to vote. This feels yeah. unfair. Yeah. Also, to be fair, Alan Tudyk's running away with a lot of awards, but... Maybe we shouldn't have invented a best sidekick and best villain award <laughs> and best ju- boat ju- just for him to win. May- you know what? Maybe that's on us. Maybe we need to do a little introspection on that account. Well, I hate doing that. Congratulations to Alan Tudyk on your best supporting actor win. Come on down to the studio and pick up all three of your awards. Oh, I haven't picked trophies. up the other two yet. Now we're going to move on to our main event. We're just talking about episode four of The Boys. This week on the fourth episode of The Boys, the titular crew chase down a wild soup who is clearly on a revenge path against those who wronged her, and Frenchie tries to bring her over to their side. Meanwhile, Huey bugs Annie's phone on a date, and Homelander and Maeve batch a plane rescue and leave everyone on board to die. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How likely is it that someone on that plane survived to blow shit up? That, I mean... Figuratively. That's the biggest concern is that, like, if you're going to be an asshole in today's world, you have to assume that someone is filming right. live on Facebook or will survive to tell everybody about it. And there's no, like, there's no, who was that president who was, like, in a wheelchair and nobody even talked about it? That's, <laughs> that's not the case anymore. Right. Like, people are going to be like, Homelander's an idiot asshole. Yeah, like, it, regardless of the, the aspect of, like, did anyone possibly survive that, like, plane crash? Like, there's no way that people weren't, like, taking videos and shit like somewhere on that plane is evidence that they fucked up royally there was an internet controversy do you want to get into it uh what i would get into it because i don't know what the controversy is did you shoot martin luther king jr (sighs) i did it i figured okay it's been long enough um did homelander accidentally break the whole uh dashboard of the plane that is a that was a question that i had or was that on purpose because he figured that if the plane goes down it's ammo to say we got to get in the army guys that that is a very good question i had the same thought because it seems almost purposeful like he's shown that he is very accurate with those i-beams because it's whatever he looks at uh but which is why so many girls butts get smoked and lasered but it very obviously like pans all the way through that control panel so I would be interested. I don't know if the show is going to address whether or not he did that on purpose, but it seemed like he was like fine with the what the outcome. Like he was good, whatever. It makes me think that even if he didn't do it intentionally, he already had the plan in the back of his mind. Like if this goes south, this is how I'm going to play it. That's the thing is that we haven't seen Homelander make that many accidents, right? Which we don't see Superman and Batman do or anybody ever yeah. do. So uh, if this was one, I guess then it could have been, but... Uh, no matter what, he's so opportunistic that if he if it was an accident, um, he he automatically knows how to spin it in his way. Oh yeah, like this plane's going down, and that part felt matter of factly. Like yeah. when he said, uh, uh, "You want me to lift a plane?" Like yeah, 
what am I going to stand on? It's just air, which is something that all other superheroes can do, but Homelander understands physics. Uh, and then saying, okay, this sucks. I do feel kind of bad that, you know, 100 innocent people are going to die, but I definitely know how to spin this. Like, uh, from yeah. any pile of shit, Homelander can find the gold. Yeah, and that is, I, I think, maybe the most sinister part of his character is, like, he is just a piece of shit, but he's so, like, single mind Like, he doesn't, it's almost like he doesn't care. Like, anything that happens, he knows that he's going to come out on top. So it's like, this is this is a shitty situation. Like, uh, these hundred people are going to die, including this little girl. Eh, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get mine no matter what. And then one of the things I want the show to focus on in the future is... What, Homelander, is he an alien? Did he land on a farm and... I don't think that they've addressed, like, where he came from. Like, but he can't be, like, a... A human being, right? Well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? I just I want to know if he it, uh, a sociopath happened to get powers, or if the show wants to say that anybody who has these powers becomes a sociopath. You see, right. you see facts and figures so matter of factly that you just you have to do what is quote unquote necessary, and you just become like blank to all the children screaming. And that's uh, a a weird character that I'm having trouble, but kind of I'm interest very interested in watching is the deep. Where we start out, and the Deep is obviously a, a shitty asshole, but he's also, like, he seems like not Homelander, where it's like, this is not a sociopath who has just gotten powers. This is a guy with powers who has been, like, weirdly bullied, and, like, now he has, like, now this... it's his turn. Yeah, so now it's his turn, and he's, like, putting that on other people and being shitty, but also, like, he just really cares a lot about the Dolphins, and he wants other people to care about dolphins, and they don't? The Deep is the most confusing part of the show for me because I get how he's different than Homelander. And I agree right. that like, instead of being born a psychopath, he like sort of is a uh, product of his environment. Yeah. The Deep is not a sinister evil. But the first time we meet him, yeah. he uh, forces a girl to give him a blowjob. And then now are we supposed to laugh at his dolphin fucking antics? That's I. I haven't found myself being able to... like laugh at that because that the, the whole him and starlight thing that's a hard thing to get over right and that's why i'm having so much like weird trouble with his character because like he is objectively like a, a super shitty dude and i am excited to watch him die but also like I, I feel like the show is doing a weird thing with him where they're like this guy's shitty but he's shitty in a different way from all of these other people and i'm i feel like all of these like members of the seven are going to be revealed. Like, I think it's going to do like a spectrum of the different ways that they are shitty. And one person that I hope that they never address though, is my favorite character on the show. Blank noir. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. He just, he has never had a line. He is a, a member of the most famous superhero crew in the entire world. He just shows up every now and then wearing that mask. I think he's supposed to be most of my uncle's. Like, when I was yeah. a kid at Thanksgiving, like, that was most of the uh, above 40 dudes. It's just, like, the most they can offer is, like, a grunt, maybe. And you're like, dude, Uncle Noir, look at this thing I made. And then they just walk away as fast as possible. It's, like, like they there was, in the mall scene in this episode, there was a, a big poster that had his face on it for, like, some, like, activewear brand, I guess. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. I hope we never find out anything more about him. I hope that he is just there all the time, but like we never find out any information about him. Is the message of the show, just keep your head down and say nothing ever? 
I, I think it might be. In real life, it's how I've handled every job I've ever had, yeah. and it has not gone well. Yeah. Uh, but for the seven, like, yeah, just don't do anything. Just don't don't interact, because obviously Starlight is, like, breaking rules and, like, getting in a whole bunch of trouble and pissing everybody off. Black Noir, no one has a, a bad or good thing to say about him. Or a thing in general. Yeah, maybe uh, it, he's noir in that way that, like, the voiceover is so much that he has <laughs> no time to actually say dialogue. Because he's always oh. looking at, like, gams and... Uh, the, oh my god! The lighting of an office. I I sincerely hope I have not like redhead on what any of the rest of the episodes are in the season, so, so that I am entirely unsullied. I hope that there is an episode, if not this season, the next season, where we get to just watch Black Noir's perspective, and it is just all him walking around narrating in his mind. It would be like in Into the Spider Verse, the only movie we've ever seen, where if there's a version of the movie where Nicolas Cage has no outward dialogue. Like every time they look at him, it's all in his head, and he just does not talk. Oh, that would be such a good movie. Uh, so we've talked about the the uh, plane crash of it all. Let's talk about the the female as she is not yet called on the show, but is listed in the credits. What else are you gonna name her? Yeah, of course. Uh, how is that whole thing sitting with you now? In the comic books, which don't matter, uh, the comic book started with the whole team together. Yeah, and they're doing the thing. Of they're doing one, one at a time, one per episode, and so. It's not like the butchers call, oh, like, we need to get, call the female. They meet the female in this episode. Yeah. And we've seen a little bit about how powerful the boys are, but not really. They all seem like normal dudes. Yeah. Female's not that. Nope. Female is something else. And I think the thing that saved it besides uh, awesome and blood uh, was let's also use Frenchie. Like, let's yes. also fill out Frenchie in this whole thing. I, I think that's the thing that I've enjoyed most about this method that they're doing of doing an episode like one new person per episode is that they're they're showing sort of how all these characters interconnect but i feel like frenchie is sort of the linchpin of the group like mm. frenchie has a very specific relationship with every person in the group and even if i like i don't know how exactly like mother's milk and butcher like interact on a day-to-day but i know exactly where he and frenchie stand i know mm. where like frenchie and huey stand i know where frenchie and the female stand so i think Frenchie is my favorite character thus far. And the female, I like her character as much as it is because she doesn't have any lines or anything, but they're they're doing a very good job of being like, this is a person who uh, wants to go home and they have extreme superpowers and this is what that looks like. The, pro- I, the problem is, or maybe is the problem this, uh, I'll ask you instead of just saying it, um, that... Does the show feel like they were like, oh, well, all female characters are one note and damsels? And did the pendulum swing too far? And now she is crazy powerful, continues to be one note. Yeah, that's... Do you think they're getting off on, like, female's the strongest, right? Isn't that cool? It feels weird. Like, I'm holding off judgment on that aspect until I see what they actually do with her as a character when she's part of the crew. Because this felt like a... Like, uh, uh... this was the when superheroes meet up for the first time and they have to fight each other. Of course. That's what this it's felt like. Rules. Yeah. So I, I I will see how they develop her more. But if they just keep her as this one-note character, I'm going to be a little let down. Because she seems like a very interesting character that I want to know a lot more about. I don't know if we're going to get any more dialogue. <sighs> but what we do get is, I think what Frenchie is sort of proving the point uh, of the whole group of the boys, that it's not being a super 
Because I think we can call the female some sort of superpower oh, person. 100%. She can withstand a train just slamming her head really fast into that wall. So a bunch. many times. So I, she's some sort of soup. Uh, but they, and particularly Frenchie, are not saying all soups are bad, but all corporate, uh, the seven super. Right. Uh, uh, other people, they uh, we can look at them and not judge and sort of try to help them. Yeah. It in many ways, it's a socialist critique of superheroes. What did you think of? We got a look at. Butcher's Home Life. Yes. Have you ever had a phase in your life where you've watched like Frank Castle or whoever be at home? Uh, Butcher, is, is got, it's like a bed and a table. Yep. And he heats up a Hot Pocket and watches security camera of like an ex-wife or something. Did you ever like dream of like, oh, that's the life for me. I'm going to get some shitty New York apartment and just do push-ups and Hot Pockets all day. That There was a very brief period where I was like, you know what? I'm going to get just like an apartment and not put anything in it. I'm going li- to sleep on a mattress on the floor. Spartan. Yeah. I'm going to be a, f- a total minimalist. We're going to have concrete floors. It's going to be great. And I have lived in the places with the concrete floors. And I've lived in places with the uh, the mattress on the floor. And you know what? They're not, good, not that good. Now, people really come over and they like they think things about your life immediately. Oh, yeah. Like they start looking for hypodermic needles. Yeah. That, that's because uh, the mattress directly on the floor was like a no-go for me. So I put it on an industrial-sized wooden pallet that I had found. So As an artist, though. Not as like a poor junk stealer. Yeah. It's, it's just an industrial-sized pallet. So I put it on there and like, yeah, there we go. Are you getting a rom-com stuff? Are you buying Huey and Starlight hanging out? I actually am. I'm surprised how much I am. Right. It like it I I felt like it would be very lame, but I their chemistry is actually very good and I like the bit where like Huey is trying not to like he's stressed out because he's doing this thing with killing superheroes and he might have to kill her, which is stressful. That's stressful, but he's also finding himself like actually getting into her but then the moment where it cuts to his vision of his girlfriend who is like recently dead and he's like still in mourning he's like oh fuck yeah i for just a moment forgot the hellscape that my life has been and it's not like uh he sits down with his dead girlfriend and they have an imaginary conversation she's just like looking creepy in the background oh boy that was a creepy creepy moment but it, like we're supposed to be rooting for starlight as much as huey and she in this episode isolated the fact that the fact that like, all men are terrible, all manly men, but Huey doesn't care if he loses at bowling. Therefore, I'm going to take that out, and now he's a good guy, and yeah. he will never fuck me over. <sighs> Starlight, baby, that's not true. That is not true, Starlight. Oh, my God. Best I, one so far? Uh, I I thought it was a good episode. I think the, the Huey and Annie bits were very good, and I think that the Homelander just absolutely leaving those people to die was uh, harrowing. I thought that the the bit with the female was a little underbaked. I, th- I think where I'm landing right now with this show is it is a very good show that I enjoy watching and will continue watching, but it's not one of those that's like at the top of my heap. We definitely have this term right now at the end of summer of Ennessy, which is because uh, of Preacher and the Boys, and the female and all of that stuff was the most Garth Ennessy of the yes. show. Preacher leans on it way too much, the boys less so, but... It, it got to the point where I rolled my eyes at all the Enesiness of it. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoy the other bits a lot more. My favorite moment of the entire episode was definitely when Starlight was like, it doesn't bother you that I can like entirely bench press you. And he goes, is that a threat or a promise? Mm-hmm. Huey's into some stuff. He's, he's on board. And it's not that different from what I'm into. I like, yeah. I, I like that scene. It's like, yeah, go for it. 
All right, well, The Boys is continuing on Amazon Prime. We're watching it week by week. You guys should check it out. If you're not already watching this show, I, I highly recommend. It's a very good show. Watch the first four, and yes. then watch five next week, and then go with us. It'll yeah. be fun for you. And I've heard that five is a very good episode, so tune in. You are going to want to watch that. Now, we're going to end this main event and move on to a little thing called The Tape In. Well... Well, well, we do find ourselves here in the pull list, but first we're going to talk about a little thing called D23. There was some news that came out, and uh, wouldn't you know it, some very very important things happened. Things that uh, vindicate me, personally, but uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to... I'm trying to think of the big news. My favorite character... And like my uh, other, what do you call it? Like in Harry Potter, my your Patronus, my Patronus, uh, Spider Man is now out of MCU, and yeah, Mike's is Captain America, and he's out too. Yeah, Greg's was is the Hulk, and I don't know where he is, and yeah. I don't understand what you could possibly be talking about, Taylor. Oh, oh, oh uh, yeah, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that you don't. I'm sure that you don't. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you, Ryan? Read us uh, a little bit of the news that happened. So you're going to hand me the news brief. Your yeah. job is to read this, and you're just going to hand it to me. I'm, and I'm have just going to hand it so that you can read this. Okay. and I want you specifically to read this. I, I, before we get into this, I do want to say one thing real quick, which may be the most important thing that came out of D23. Uh, Disney Plus shows, yes. ours and others, will be released one episode per week. Oh, oh I think I love that. Do you think that now this will turn the tide and the trend will go the other way? I I kind of hope so because I I there's something nice about like being able to sit down and just watch a whole thing all at once and then everyone talks about it. But I but you can do that ten weeks after the show came out, right? I like being able to watch episode by episode and you don't have to have that conversation where like okay so. How far in are you? Like, we're all on the same page. We've all watched it week by week. I have not started Mindhunter yet on Netflix. I'm fucked. Yeah. I will, whenever I start it, I will have no one to talk to about you it. You are not going to be able to have a conversation about that show. But with WandaVision, WandaVision, I'll be able to talk about it with the entire world. With uh, Pop Filter Hall of Famer, if you uh, are a listener of Movie of the Year. Paul Ka- Bettany. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yes. We do put her in the Hall of Fame five weeks from now. Oh, yeah. Shh. Shut up. <laughs> but she did not go in by herself. She was not Catherine Hahn solo. So tune in for that later. Okay. Uh, so, I regret giving this to you now. I just wanted the one thing. We, ha- we already had uh, Loki. We had yes. uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. And we had WandaVision. Yes. That was not enough. No, absolutely not. Because it's the, the problem was people weren't watching the Netflix Marvel shows, not because they were bad, but because there wasn't enough of them. Taylor, we got three more. Yeah, I, I love that this is happening to us. I love it. And the first one, and this this is a weird one. I'm I'm not a big Marvel fan, so I've never heard of it. It's a uh, it's Mon Knigget. Okay, well, no, is that a reggae guy? Nope, that is not that is not what that is. It is I I believe read it again real closely and, and think about it as as like a, a term that you might know. Moon Knight. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, everyone came to me and they said, "Oh, Taylor, no one cares about Moon Knight. Moon Knight." You're stupid for liking Moon Knight. He's a stupid character, and he's never going to be anywhere even close to the MCU. And now he gets uh, a TV show, which is the same treatment as the Inhumans. He's the level of the Inhumans. Congratulations. Uh, Also the same level as Tom Hiddleston's Loki. So, 
Look at me now, everybody. Was your look at me now? Was your first, and I don't want to like ask you questions about now because I don't want to like have a conversation with you in your current state. You are enraged. Oh yeah, and probably seen other people, which is why Moon Knight is your Patronus. Um, was your first instinct didn't get a movie? That's bullshit. Or was it like, oh my god? Moon Knight is getting a television show. It was immediately Moon Knight is getting it te- because let let us be real, Shang Chi is now getting a movie, so the doors are a little bit more open. But there's no way Moon Knight was getting a movie. The second most important thing that Disney said at D23, uh, as far as TV goes, outside of shows are released once a week, is that once you have a TV show on Disney Plus, you are then eligible to be in any MCU movie. Hell. Yes, Which I am very excited for that. Seems like a little bit of a middle finger to like Daredevil and Luke Cage. Oh yeah, fuck those people. Uh, but now we we are gonna get, I think, the right treatment for street level heroes, where they're gonna have their own thing that they do. And this is what I think that they wanted to do with Agents of Shield, and then just licensing stuff fucked it up. But just like street level people are handling street level problems, and then every now and then they'll show up in the movies. And so this is like uh, like potholes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that. No, I shouldn't have agreed with you. I have no idea what you're talking about. Here's my big fear, though. Now, these shows, the three that have been announced and the three that were announced at D23. um, Which are Moon Knight and She-Hulk and... Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Um, They're still on TV. Uh, Let's say, like, for example, my wife, Stephanie, or your girlfriend, my wife, Stephanie, which we do have to talk about at some point. Nah. I didn't... Watch the Netflix shows because I'll go to the Marvel movies, but fuck that. Yeah, uh, aren't they gonna say fuck that to this too? I I think the reason that they're the thing that they are banking on is we opened up the announcement of these shows with like characters and actors that you already know you've seen in the movies. You're already primed for baby because everyone has gone to those movies and people who aren't even like excited about like who weren't going to watch the Netflix shows because like, I don't know what that character is. I'm not going to invest all that time. They've already been dragged to the movies. They've seen the biggest movies in the universe. And they'll go see Guardians of the Galaxy starring Drax. Right. And it's like B-list or C-list or D-list as Moon Knight is way above Drax, the yeah. destroyer. I, like Moon Knight is, he's definitely like a C-list hero. People don't care. He's had an uprise in the comics recently. Cause don't people you think like, that Namor is the most C-list hero? I just... You're, this is a good day for me, and you're robbing that. You're do, taking that away. Do you have – tell me, like, a channel, a director. Like, what style of Moon Knight? Do you want just, like, big, dumb action? Do you want, like, introspective no. psychoanalysis? Because this person is a – it's not a – is it multiple personality disorder? Yes, he has multiple personality disorder. He is uh, – basically, the, the, the grand view of it is he's an ex-mercenary – who like was killed by someone and then was resurrected by this Egyptian moon god, uh, and so now he's like has multiple personality disorder. One of his personalities is just Mark Spector, the ex mercenary. The other one's a spatula. Yeah, <laughs> one of them is uh, like a very rich billionaire, like Playboy guy, and the other one is a cab driver. And then the the recent bring back. There's one every, like, three years with this guy, but yeah. one of the recent ones is that he always saw Cap, Wolvie, and Spidey. Like, those were the three people he saw. Yeah, that was that was a... Uh, when he went to the West Coast and did, like, his whole L.A. stint, he, like, replaced them with, like, weird other characters. What I want, and it's hard to expect from a fledgling, probably, like, underdog, nobody's going to subscribe to network, is, a, like, a promise of no action. 
I want to get yeah. into the brain of what it's like to be a crazy superhero. I, either no action or action in like the Legion realm, where like the action's not going to be a lot, but every now and then we'll do it. And then sing some songs. Yeah, and sing some songs. And, and that honestly, I think I don't want it to be like a ripoff of Legion, but if they could take some of the cues from Legion, I think that is the show that I'm very interested in for this. Don't be like Legion. Just understand from Legion, you can do whatever you yes. want. At I- roughly the same time as the Moon Knight announcement, they announced that Kit Harrington is now in the MCU. Ho, ho, ho. And with not a lot of other information, except for the fact that I saw on some sites it said movies, and on some sites it did not. Yeah. And so the big battle now is, do you think, Taylor, I'm going to ask you now, is Kit Harrington a better Mark Spector or Logan? Ooh, shit. I think he's a uh, I think he's a better I think he's a better Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it took me a second to get there, but I think because it's going to be hard for Logan to be anyone other than Hugh Jackman at this point. I would just hire the real Wolverine at this point. Right. Just yeah. go for the guy. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, that's <laughs> I, I like that. I, I want him as Moon Knight. Give, give me Moon Knight. She-Hulk was another one of the shows. When you hear that, do you roll your eyes? Oh, girl version of a boy character. Like, you always do. You're very sexist. Yeah. Or are you stoked about this? I'm, I'm stoked about this. I think that this is a character that if it was unveiled today, people would be up in arms. He's like, why are you just putting She in front of it? But She-Hulk's an established character. She came from the 70s. You can't say anything. Yeah. She-Hulk's an established character, and she's a character that I enjoy. Uh, she's she's like a superhero who's like a big green lady, and she's also an attorney. That's the thing. Okay, so uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones sort of let me down in that it was just like HBO try hard, like gritty drama, yeah, and didn't take advantage of the fact that you're a lawyer or a PI in the Marvel universe. There is a Dan Slott run of She Hulk comics where uh, she uh, doesn't want to be She Hulk anymore, but she will be lawyer to the superheroes. And her uh, legal library is the Mar- like all of the Marvel comic books that have ever existed. So when she needs to like go for precedent, she goes and reads a comic book, and that's what she fights for. This is what I want from a TV show. Please, guys, give us that TV show. That That is a... I am actually very excited. Obviously, Moon Knight is the thing I am most excited for because I love Moon Knight. She-Hulk, I think, is my next highest. Like Even above like the Loki or the like Falcon and Cap. I think that... If they have a good team behind it, this could be one of the most fun shows. You're working in the MCU, the most bankable property that has ever been. You're on a fledgling network that probably won't be. Everyone will subscribe. Is this the time to say, like, oh, we just have to go by the book and make normal shows? Or is this the time to, like, do weird whatever the fuck shit? Break it the fuck open. And I think that I I have hope that they actually are going to. If you had asked me this partway through, like, Phase two of the MCU, I'd say, no way. They're just going to play it by the book. Well, At this point, they've done the big things. They've, they've hit those like extreme marks. Now I feel like they're loosening up and being like, yeah, movies can do weird shit. And we're going to do a basically sitcom style show with Wanda and Vision. I hate to pose the next question in this way, but is this enough breaking down the shit by having Ms. Marvel uh, feature a teenage female muslim is that going to be enough for them to say like oh we're getting weird already because she's a person of color uh i hope not because that character is just a lot of fun and i want them to actually like lean into the fun of that i worry that disney might they they did not know before d23 that like tom holland was going to leave 
But right. as it works now, like this is the perfect time for Kamala Khan. Like, oh yeah, she can take that spot. And I uh, really Tom Holland leaving is like I'm not up in arms about it like some of the internet is because that's stupid, but the thing that I am very upset about is not seeing Tom Holland Spider Man getting to hang out with Kamala Khan. Because, I know. Ugh, and ugh. before people complain, I will say real quick before we move on, uh, the showrunner of Ms. Marvel is a Muslim woman. Already what? been announced, so Did we it. don't have to go through that. Thank you. Uh, real quick, WandaVision is they are going to take from Tom King's Vision Run, which is one of the greatest things that Marvel has done over the last five years. Uh, it's going to also star Kat Dennings. Yep. Remember when she was on Thor? I do remember that. And Catherine Hahn. And Mew then Mew. Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Sharon Carter, played by Emily Van Camp, is going to be on it. And U.S. Agent is going to be played by Wyatt Russell from Lodge 49. Wow. Yes. Okay. That is that was probably like up there for me on the like the best news. I love that guy. This is uh, they really are uh, of all of the hesitations that people had about this service. We're like, what are you like? You're just doing another thing. The fact that they are bringing in all of these other characters and side characters back and into the shows, I it seems like they are taking it very seriously and trying to give the fans everything that they want. Yeah, the other thing they doubled down on was that uh, on the What If cartoon, every single MCU actor that's ever been will be a voice on it. Yes! Uh, But I really love the fact that, like, Kit Harington was just signed to a franchise. Yeah. He was, like, you're going to act in a movie or a show, and then you sign on. He was just like, no, I'll be in the MCU. We'll figure the rest out later. So, who knows? It's like signing an agency deal, but with, like, an entire, like, multi-billion dollar movie franchise. Oh boy! Uh, is there any other news? No, let's. Uh, I guess we'll. I, I don't give a shit about the poll list anymore, but I guess we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna move on to the poll list. I guess starting it off is this week's episode of Preacher. Uh, in this week's episode of Preacher, Jesse and the pilot fall into the ocean, not onto the ground like we saw in the first episode of the season. Meanwhile, Tulip and Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, that Tulip. Try to rescue Cassidy, who recently just ate an angel and then gets to go for a ride. Taste buds, I ask you this. Was this pretty much the Christ we had dreamed of and have always believed in since the day we were born? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is the guy who's just kind of a, a regular dude who seems like he wants to help out and walks always with his arm supinated. I gotta say, like, as an atheist for as long as I can remember, I always thought the rest of the characters of the Bible were, like, pretty shitty assholes. And I've always thought that people who believed in Jesus in my life were pretty shitty assholes. But Jesus always seemed awesome to me. Like, he was yeah. always down. And this lead singer of the All-American Rejects yeah. really got it done. He really he really crushes it. And, and I really believe that when he's like, hey, what's going on with you? What's, like, he just seems like a good dude. He cares about you. Which, in regular preacher fashion, I cannot wait to find out in what ways this dude is a fucking monster. Tulip is not a white man. And yet he's like, hey, let me hear what's up about you. Like, yeah. let's talk. What's, what's the sitch, sister? That's, that, that's, a good, that's a good time. It's a grand old time. I do like this Jesus. I, and I think, I hope that Tulip and Jesus hang out more. I, w- I want Jesus to be a, a hangout partner. In the last episode, uh, we found out that God was on the side of Masada, which is weird because it was supposed to be a mystery of like, is Masada right or wrong? What does right. God think? But no, he's just straight up on the team. Yeah. So... I think it might balance stuff out if Jesus is now on the other team. Yeah. I don't know where the Holy Spirit is. Mm, Who's he, that guy? He's in the middle. He's, he's, ooh, I don't pick sides. All of that Bible money coming in, and all he can afford is a ghost or a sheet with three holes. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, 
If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess so. One thing that I am very upset about is the loss of our pilot friend. I really liked that character. He was the best, dude. He was a great, he was a great time, and now he's been eaten by sharks after basically a horrific death. I do think that the death was justified story-wise because it's important for Jesse to learn that uh, just to think that you're a hero is not enough to be a hero. Right. And so he just he kept solving problems, particularly with the pilot, very quickly without thinking about, like, that's a person and you're doing fucked up shit. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for that moment of the week. My moment of the week is that is it, Jesse just thinking that, like, uh, just not putting 110% into being a hero and just yeah. saying, like, uh, well, you don't feel pain. Do you really not understand what that's going to be on, like buddy. for someone? Uh, my moment of the week is because of that you don't feel pain. It's uh, the moment where they cut and they're having a conversation and the pilot has his hand in the water and then he pulls it up and it is just a absolutely destroyed stump. And he's like, oh, when did that happen? So NSC, but good NSC. Yes. That was fun. That was good NSC. Uh, Preacher is on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, Morgan and Grace search an abandoned shopping mall for supplies and to fulfill a dying man's wish to die. There, the mission quickly turns to a fight for survival. Meanwhile, Dwight's was off to be a better man as tested when one of Logan's men holds him hostage. Taste Buds, I ask you this. If you were held hostage, how would you try to escape? I think that I would do the thing of... Uh, I just assume that at some point everyone's going to be distracted. So like I yeah. don't I don't know if there's still phones in this world, but at some point they're gonna like look at a picture of like boobs on the wall, oh, and then yep, that happens. That's when I run, trip, fall, die. Yep, that checks out. That checks out. Uh, this episode apparently uh, Dwight like drove off by announcing where he was going so that he could get captured hmm. for reasons that are still not quite clear to me. So he just wants attention, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. he's just a, he's just a guy who loves attention. What a what a what a weirdo! There's also they're playing with the uh, uh, every, everyone was heavily irradiated and some of them might be dying and we're not sure. So they like found like an EKG machine and we're like we're not going to use it. Is it weird because we're in the zone of superhero shows to watch people get irradiated and not get superpowers, but instead just die of yeah. horrible cancer and other reasons? They're all just like well, my body is de- betraying me. <laughs> My my superpower is some of my body is pudding now. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. Your next show this week is Jessica Jones. On the 10th episode of Jessica Jones, Trish and Jess throw a funeral for their mom. And it turns out that a lot of people actually liked her. Meanwhile, Jess gets taken down for the murder of the officer who let her steal the Salinger evidence. We're supposed to think that it's Eric who actually did it, but it turns out Trish murdered the cop. <gasps> And then Trish murders a property owner who may have burned a couple or 14 tenants in some insurance fraud schemes. Oh, no. Taylor, I ask you this. How many people are you allowed to murder if you're grieving over your mother's death? Uh, I think you, you get a pass at one, two, there's a conversation. Okay. Anything after that, hey, come on. But, like, if someone gives you, like, this is my first death since my murder died bad, my mother died bad, you have to take it away because they're going to use that again to oh, kill somebody absolutely. else. Or, like, uh, punch a hole in it. Always have a hole puncher on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I always got that hole punching. I There's only three episodes left, and I do not know how they're going to pull Trish and Jess back from this hole that they're in. But Malcolm and Hogarth, the other, the rest of the cast, uh, who have been crazy all season, just in this episode, realized, oh, there's only three episodes left, and Bro. just went right back to normal. Now hey, they're totally fine. There you go. That, that's how you do it. That's how you close out the Netflix version of the MCU. Uh, do you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week is... 
is, of course, uh, Trish's mom's cell phone. Uh, her uh, ringer is uh, I Love Your Cray Cray, a song that we talked about, well, a big Trish hit that we talked about in the second season. But again, I'm going to gush over it again. It's such a perfect like example of what pop music would have been like if Trish was famous in the early aughts. I love your cray cray. I love your cray cray. Which, speaking of which, uh, I still regularly get recommended the Vanessa Hudgens song, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, EX, because I want your hot sex, your hot sex, heart stop beating. By who? Like, by your family members? Who is recommending the song to you? Spotify, my family members, uh, close friends of mine. Uh, Jessica Jones is on Netflix. It's got three episodes left. Watch it. Your next and final show this week is Pennyworth. This week on Pennyworth, in the wake of Esme's murder, Alfred is slowly pulled out of his depression by Ripper, who insists that an enemy of Alfred's killed his fiance. Taste buds, I ask you this. Which enemy do you assume would kill your fiance? Oh, it would be my fiance. Oh, that's, that's... I don't like that. No one wants to come up to me and say, I don't want to marry you. Like, I just have that vibe about me yeah, where like, people can't say that to me. That, that they know it would like, really wreck me for like a week. So it's just easier to kill yourself. Yeah, that's, uh, that checks out. I think um, for me, it would probably be the mustard lobby. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, I've pissed them off a lot. So, And th- this is not like an accidental thing. Like This is not like no, an, no, an no, no, oops no, no, no. trait about your personality. Like, no, you no, really no. go for them. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I do the whole thing with I put some dark poop in a paper bag, light it on fire, throw it in their window. Uh, I've done the, the ding dong ditch. Uh, I have, um, I killed one of their mothers. Is it weird? And I don't know if this is like the right place to talk about this, but, uh, you are such a protesting, crunchy, liberal hippie. Uh, and this is the big blank that you go after. It's the mustard lobby. Oh yeah. They've secretly been running everything. They killed Epstein. They killed Epstein. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but they're the ones. He served only grape poupon on his international flights where he human tracked with people, so they were pretty pissed off. And the grape poupon led to his death. Well, I mean, grape poupon, what you grape poupon, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Pennyworth is on Epics, Epics, which is a E-P-I-X. channel. I keep forgetting because I forget that that is a channel. Mm-hmm. So check out. Epics, I guess? It's on Sundays. Did you know that all of our shows come out on Sundays and then we do the podcast like six days later? Yeah. I've, I've just now, I was putting that together while I was running through that. I was like, oh yeah, all of our shows are six days out. But hey, you know what? That More time for us to enjoy, you know? That's why we give the, the hardest analysis. Well, we're watching them once a day, maybe twice a day in that meantime. Oh yeah. Really digging in, getting in deep, opening them holes and diving right in. All right, well that's the pull list. That's all for this week. Did uh, you think I did a good job? I thought, you know what? This was fine. It was a, it was a, it was a fine episode. Oh. I'm excited for Greg to come back whenever that is. Okay, but you understand that like I would have taken the first thing even though it was like very half-hearted, but then immediately saying that you can't wait for Greg to come back. Like n- now it's full insult. Like, yeah. Now you've that was absolutely my intent. hurt me. I fully intended to hurt you. Okay, so my question was, you, I make do you, you understand it? And so you do. You absolutely yes. do understand how hurtful that is. Yes, I I hope that you hate yourself for this. Anyway, that has been this episode, and I've had a great time with my very good friend Ryan. Yeah, right. Next week, we are giving away the award for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Tulip and Cassie are united, and will the boys fight a homicidal infant? Well, we will find out. I hope so. For Ryan, I'm Taylor. End of list. Goodbye. Goodbye.